0: So I want to talk a little bit about Makia Bryant, who you may be aware is a teenage black girl. I believe she was 16 who was shot and killed by police as she was attempting to stab another black teenage girl. And this doesn't have as much zazz, quite the level of, of uh, narrative consistency that wokists uh, typically like to go for. So it's a little bit muted compared to things like your... Your your George Floyd's and your uh, Michael Browns, but it's it's up there. I mean, this is what they've got right now for the news cycle. So this is what they're uh, they're pushing until such a time, of course, as they. They can finally sift through everything, all of the endless multitudes of black-on-black violence and crime going down in places like Chicago, sift through all of that, disregard all of those, throw those names into the dirt, into the mud, step on them, piss on them, get rid of them, ignore them, so that they can finally find another police officer harming a black person because, I mean, the comparison in the rates of one to the other, the rates of black-on-black violence as opposed to... Uh, police officers harming black people, and specifically white police officers. It just takes so long to find anything compared to the the multitude of examples in the former case that they're, they're using this for the time being. And one thing I'd like to mention about it, a friend actually sent me a video. It was a TikTok in which there is a, a young guy, black guy, who is Apparently having some sort of situation with the police he's recording them. There's a number of officers there So presumably they've already called and for uh, called for and received backup And he says are y'all gonna kill me like makia bryant and one of the officers a dark-skinned fellow certainly not white says uh, Are you gonna stab anyone? And the guy says No, And he goes on to say, I got you on camera saying that. Well, first he says that she called the police as if it makes a difference. If I call the police, hey, I'm about to go. I'm about to stab someone who's right here. I'm going to go across the street and stab my neighbor. Can you please come and stop me? Then if I'm there with a gun, with a knife and and my my neighbors you know shirt in one hand and they're screaming and yelling and I'm gonna bring that knife down into their chest then the police what they need to do at that point is yet yeah, to to fire at me with some kind of weapon and if I was the person who was being held by the shirt I would say use whatever has the most stopping power you've got uh, because I I'm not taking any chances with my own life yes please officer uh, you do whatever you need to do you got a clean shot on them. You're not going to hit me with friendly fire. Go ahead and take it because that's what that's for. That That's exactly the situation that that weapon is for. And that this guy, this guy on TikTok, he goes on to say, I got you saying that. Ah, I got you. You said that on camera. And that's very telling because what that says is that that statement of fact that he, they're not going to attempt to shoot him or anything, as long as he doesn't try to kill anyone with a knife or some other weapon. That's just a fact that the officer stated that this woman had a knife and was trying to stab someone else. That's, that's, that's it. That's the gist of what he said. And that fact is not allowed. That's heresy. That's blasphemy. That is not permitted. You can't say that. If you say that, I got you. I got you, this can go on Twitter, this will go viral on TikTok, the wokest mobs will come for you, come for your family, threaten you, threaten your family, maybe try to poison your dog if they live nearby, that's what they do. And so to actually say that, that I got you, in a way I, I have to point out that the, the, that TikToker, that wokest TikToker, he's right in a way. He's correctly observing that this is the current state of things. It doesn't matter if you said something that's true. It doesn't matter if you just elucidated a fact, that's intangible. What matters is whether or not you have repeated a slogan or you have perhaps accidentally or intentionally uh, stated something blasphemous. And that's exactly what this officer did. He said, "Oh, I don't know, are you going to stab someone? He's basically saying the reason that Makia Bryant was shot is because she was trying to kill someone, that she was trying to murder someone with a knife. Now, that officer, he just said, stab. He's actually being more generous and more conservative than I am. I'm I'm using the word murder. Makia Bryant was trying to murder someone. So I'm attributing uh, a certain level of intention there. Uh, I'm saying that I do not personally believe that Makia Bryant has some kind of superhero special ops training that she would have been able to adroitly maneuver that knife and finesse a situation in which her victim, her intended victim, was not going to receive any critical damage to vital organs. Makia Bryant it must be some sort of spec ops 16-year-old agent who was so incredibly skilled at utilizing that weapon that she was not actually intending to kill the other. I don't believe that. So that's why I say the word murder. I think that she was just going to blindly stab at this girl, maybe pierce something vital, maybe not. Whereas the officer is being more generous and is just using the word stab. Didn't say oh, that she was trying to murder someone, simply stated that she was trying to stab. So he's being more generous than I am in that sense. But this is where we've gotten to. The sloganeering, the blasphemy, the heresy. If you point out that the police shot someone who was trying to murder someone else or stab someone else, then you have, uh, basically, you've stated that as if it was 1950. And you said, you know, Christ did not ascend to heaven. In fact, Christ wasn't even a god, a deity, wasn't a divine supernatural being, if he existed at all. I got you! I sussed you out, you snake in the grass. I caught your rancid odor. I would never be, I would, you, you'll never escape me any day of the week, you dirty atheist snake in the grass. I got you. I got you. And this is no different. It's a religious attachment. It is the correct observation that someone has stated something that is blasphemous against a religion. So me, I'm an anthropologist. I could get mad at what this TikToker said, and I am indeed annoyed by people who disregard factual information willfully, but I have to step back as an anthropologist and say he's right. He's right in terms of function, in terms of what he's trying to accomplish. It is true that you can't say that without receiving some kind of professional or personal censure. That's, that's a correct statement so he did get him he got him saying a fact yes but it doesn't matter whether or not you say the fact he got him committing blasphemy That's the important part here So uh, I mean I would urge anyone listening to this to exercise caution in who you t- what you say to whom because they might they might well get you So this reminds me of a uh, an interaction that I was made aware of uh, I wasn't at a particular, Uh, social event that was attended largely by Wokists, but the events at this uh, event were communicated to me. So, here's what happened. A colleague of mine, a Wokist, was at a party, and one person came to this party who had perhaps more centrist views, and they got into a debate. Not that they're really debates, I mean, they're more shouting matches. And the way that this debate resolved was that the Wokist, my colleague, said to this gentleman, say Black Lives Matter. Will you say it? Will you say Black Lives Matter? Can you say Black Lives Matter? And of course, as you might expect, this centrist, he, he says, well, I mean, obviously, I I believe that all black people's lives have value. And, that, and he tries to explain his position. But no, 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 shut up. Just say it. Can you say it? Will you say it? And he wouldn't say it. And eventually, she was very drunk this call. She started screaming at him. Uh, Yelling at him that he's a racist and the uh, the host eventually I believe asked them both to leave if I recall correctly Um, But of course you understand where the the sympathies would lie lie with the wokest who's yelling at this centrist gentleman that he has to get out because uh, not of her domicile mind you of someone else's uh, because he's a racist because he will not repeat the slogan He will not utter the refrain. And the sloganeering is really quite an an aspect of this wokeism. Another friend of mine, a non-wokeist, pointed out to me, and I should have seen this myself being an anthropologist and a scholar of religion, it's mantra. It is a mantra. A mantra, you you may well be aware, is a uh, repetitive word or phrase or perhaps line of scripture that one might utter for some kind of spiritual purpose perhaps as part of a prayer or a ritual or an incantation. And indeed, that's what something like Black Lives Matter is. Uh, Black Lives Matter, kids in cages, these are slogans, refrains, they're mantras that are, in a way, their function is to, to deconstruct the, the logical apparatus in the brain, to turn that off. Because if you are concerned with sloganeering, then you're still concerned with meaning. It's not like you are just shut your brain off and you're saying these words mindlessly. It's not that. A human brain is the most complex thing that we've ever discovered to date in this universe. Well, likely until such a time as we uh, make contact with some other sort of brains out there. The human brain is it. So when the human brain is repeating a slogan quote-unquote mindlessly, like Black Lives Matter or Kids in Cages or, I mean, they don't say Orange Man bad, but we, uh, they, what much of what they say amounts to Orange Man bad. Uh, when they do that, they are, in a way, reminding themselves and recapitulating to themselves the importance of those words for them personally, their personal importance, the importance uh, that they, those words hold for their professional lives for their interpersonal relationships. If someone were, if I were at a party and someone said to me, Chris, will you say Black Lives Matter? And if I were to not say it, then that's going to be an instance that is repeated on social media. People are going to be aware of it and I will lose points for not saying it. And when someone repeats that slogan, there is an unconscious awareness of all of those complex interactions across so many points in a social network, both online and offline. And you're aware of that. When you repeat the mantra, and if you, if you were to actually read and study about maybe Shaivite Hinduism and how mantra functions there, then indeed you would see that this is the intention even of religious mantra. It's not just that you're saying a word, it's that the word has some kind of power, has some kind of implication, even some sort of intellectual implication that maybe you are supposed to or ideally you will have some understanding of even without having had it explained to you. Something about maybe the uh, the power of Shiva according to one of his particular aspects that is made apparent through one mantra or another. Much of uh, the Sufi chanting in uh, mystical Islam is again in this similar uh, way. You might repeat the word Allah, but you might repeat perhaps the individual letters of the word Allah such that. Maybe the final letter H is ha, huh, just ha. Huh. It's just the breath. There's this philosophical connection there. Much the same, I think, that the sloganeering that wokists uh, uh, engage in is likewise attached to a variety of actual correct understandings about where they, about what is going on in society, about where they stand in the, the, the zeitgeist of things and where they would like to stand, where they would like their position in wokism to be. And to repeat those mantras is, uh, as I said, not an empty-headed thing. They, they don't know what they're doing, but they're doing something that's... that's uh, there's. I, I don't want to use the word substance because it doesn't have intellectual substance, but there is a human substance there. Uh, it is what I would consider personally a reification of and a celebration of their own ignorance. But that ignorance is suiting a purpose somewhere for someone. And at least for the people who are repeating the mantras, the purpose that their ignorance serves is that it allows them to maneuver uh, adroitly through wokest circles without receiving the kinds of censure that maybe this centrist gentleman would receive for not having repeated the slogan, not having repeated the mantra. So to bring all of this back to Makia Bryant. Just in the same way that you have these slogans that you, there are bare, level, bare minimum requirements. You must say it if prompted or else. In the same way, there are certain things you can't say. You can't point out. Obviously, All Lives Matter is one of these, like an anti-slogan, a Harris, uh, uh, heretical blasphemous statement. But to point out a true piece of information about a would-have-been criminal had she survived her, her uh, encounter with the police... Uh, that she was trying to stab another person, you can't point that out. That's that's like an anti-slogan. Anything that touches upon that theme that a police shooting may have potentially been justified, that is heretical, it's blasphemous, it's sacrilegious, and it's not to be tolerated. It isn't tolerated in any wokeist circles. So that's my, my breakdown of that scenario. I have a lot more to say about that sort of thing, but uh, it's for another time.